Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we discuss some news. Kevin Feige is trolling James Gunn, which is pretty awesome now that he's the distinguished competition. Uh, And then we got Don Cheadle commenting on Armor Wars and what he wants for the character and uh and we've got some really fun stuff about like whether whether we're getting into a darker part of the timeline even darker with this new era uh and lots of guardians of the galaxy 3 and quantum mania speculation let's do it <music> Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Ashley Coffin. Ashley, let's talk about some Marvel news. How about it? Let's jump in. Let's do it. Let's do the thing. Up first, (laughs) I really like this. Kevin Feige this week straight up just trolled James Gunn, which I just enjoy. (laughs) (laughs) Um, He was talking about James Gunn. He's like, yeah, James Gunn just released... um, he he said, uh, James Gunn just, I said it like I was saying it. I don't know why I was like <laughs> acting the part instead of like reading the quote. <laughs> yeah. uh, he said, James Gunn just released the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. Um, he's finished the Guardians of the Galaxy trilogy and then he has some work to do somewhere else. I don't know where he's going. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't it kind of feel like the, the two of them can unite the realms, though, in a way Absolutely. of peace and harmony that we've never seen that could lead to a Marvel DC crossover? <laughs> yes, 100%. Like it's and, and I, uh, for those of you who don't know, obviously James Gunn has been uh, picked to lead DC. Like he's going to be the Kevin Feige of the DC realm, uh, realm as you call it. And uh, But <laughs> Kevin Feige did go on to say he would be first in line to see what James Gunn's doing over there. So he, he, he was. He was kind about it. It just was a, a very funny troll, I thought. That is funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, Unite the Realms. Like, how badly do you want to see that? Like an actual DC Marvel crossover? Uh, really bad. Those were my favorite. When they did this little series, I, I think it was two or three comics. I'm sure they've yeah. done it more times, but the one I specifically had and remembered, it was just each character against each other for a couple pages. It was so fun. They weren't really trying to kill each other or anything. You know, it was just like, let's see who can win. And it was so cool to see, yeah. you know, to read the powers and to think of getting to see that uh, on the, the big screen in my lifetime mm-hmm. would be fabulous. Right. And finally get some of those answered. Like we've been planning to do an episode for a while because we had a, uh, had a patron request it where we, talk about the power levels between marvel and dc and the <laughs> thing is it's, it's like we can discuss it but it's kind of hard because there's never they've never crossed so it's like when you think about like mcu characters you can go like well iron man can grab thor and throw him which means he has this much power and then that, thor has this thing so sort of this like like this this like weird power math <laughs> and it was i remember it being like some of my specific favorite ones it was like catwoman versus electra or Wolverine versus Ooh. Lobo. And I know it was like Superman versus Thor. And I'm pretty sure Superman won because what can you do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's been a number do? of those over the years and they're just super fun. Yeah. yeah I Superman's love it. hard to beat. I mean, even for the DC characters, as we saw in like uh, the Justice League. So anyway, I'm down. I'm down. I, I want to see it. I just, I do want DC to put in the work first. So I'm like really hopeful that James Gunn will get over there, put in like a really strong, I don't know, decade of like DC movies that are killing it. Yeah. And then, then maybe we have time. I hope for they're a all rated R. <laughs> <laughs> I know you do. I know you do. <laughs> uh, up next, we got a uh, Don Cheadle's been kind of making the rounds talking about Armor Wars stuff. That's soonish, um, February. 
No, 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 no. They make they've, that uh, they've converted that from a series into a movie. Oh, so, um, oh okay. So that was, that's, uh, it's weird. Um, he says, uh, it's a rebirth in a way. It's coming back to this character, uh, but we've never gone to places we're about to go in the show. So I feel like in some ways, we're just getting to know him even after all this time. And then he continued, who are his friends? <laughs> what are his relationships? What does he want? I'm not complaining, but I don't think we know anything yet. So that's kind of interesting. Hmm. He just like doesn't feel like, and I get it. Like we, be, yeah, he's basically yeah. just an extension of Tony Stark at this point. And who are you without Tony? But now we're gonna really find out. And Rhodey was always my favorite. Represent Philly. <laughs> I oh, think yeah, he's the only right. Marvel character from Philadelphia. Ooh. Well, up until a certain time, because I don't remember. There's so many new characters now. I have hard oh, to yeah. keep track. <laughs> uh, Rocky Balboa has probably been in a comic book at some point. <laughs> 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 side note we were talking about um this movie rhinestone with stallone and it's where he goes to nashville to become a country music singer did you ever see that he, and he falls in love no. with dolly parton okay it's probably one of the worst movies ever and he definitely sings but everybody should see rhinestone <laughs> <laughs> does he how, how's his singing i can't imagine he sings oh it's well. not great it's not great like I mean, he could have a wonderful voice but like i just can't it's really hard for me to think about him disconnected from his uh his rocky role and i know that he doesn't always have that kind of a slow and like blah, blah, but like i no. can't think of him as like anything but that all the time <laughs> <laughs> no but at least dolly parton was there to help him along <laughs> and she can yeah. help anybody <laughs> I, I i will be interested in seeing that what's it called rhinestone okay rhinestone i'm gonna put it on my list <laughs> uh there's also a little thing going around about uh, armor wars says there's a rumor apparently i didn't I, i'd never heard this rumor or even seen it online but there's a rumor apparently that arnold schwarzenegger would play titanium man in armor wars well that would be fun he's apparently a villain of war machines which my first thought was like i can't believe that arnold would come out for a disney plus show and then my mind remembered oh wait it's been converted to a movie oh you're right you're right that I keep like I need to remember that. That's all. Is that the one that Amelia Clark's going to be in, or is that something different? I think there's so many shows coming out. I'm all mixed up. That's Secret Wars, and that's still a show. No, no, no that's not Secret Wars. I'm. That's Secret Invasion. I feel like I should be fired right now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep anything straight right now. Okay. We've been, we haven't done as much news reading lately because there's been so much to talk about, yeah. and now like we can start talking about the future in 2023. I'm sorry, everyone. Like, I'm probably confusing everybody. Everybody's <laughs> screaming at their thing. No, there's three there's three things you're thinking of there's armor wars which was it was a disney plus show is now a movie okay which i don't know if we have a release date for hmm. then there's secret, secret wars, wars which is the final movie of phase six okay. which is when they all come together to like big crossover battle bring me like, michael fassbenders that that's yes. my closest chance that movie besides exactly. deadpool keep... of getting michael fassbender please i have not seen any yeah, I feel like Deadpool is probably where that happens first, right? Like, mm -hmm. where those guys show up. I have not heard any from any good sources. It's all been rumors, but there's been a lot of chatter about the, those two, the first class. Andre um, Sparks on our Facebook page tagged me in something, and I'm just mm -hmm. like, I am praying to every movie god, deity, please, please. I, I haven't seen yeah. him doing anything recently, though, and he's usually like, movie, mm -hmm. movie, so mcavoy commented on it but he just denied it and he he's said, not allowed to say he, anything well that's the thing he denied it and he said if it was happening 
I wouldn't tell you. <laughs> so it's like, he's like, it's not happening, but if it were, I wouldn't tell you. So like, that means I nothing. Love okay. Yeah, it's pretty great. Um, but anyway, uh, Don Cheadle was on Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Kimmel interviewed him and asked him about the Arnold Schwarzenegger rumor. And Don Cheadle sort of joked about it in a way that seemed like he'd never heard about it before. Like he'd never heard this rumor at all. <laughs> I love so, that. It's either really good lies on his part. Can't trust him. He's an actor. Can't trust him. And he's a great actor. <laughs> well, he's also really good at the spoiler thing, like keeping spoilers yeah. away. He's the guy who's always next to an actor who's bad at it. And oh, my God. Like, that Ruffalo one was the best. That was yes. the best. He's like, they all die. And he was like, what did <laughs> man? I was like, you should have played that off like, oh, God. <laughs> Yeah, that kind of was like Don Cheadle sort of revealed that there was too much to it. But then they sort of play with it enough. There, there's a, there's an interview where all of you have probably seen it, but there's an interview where uh, Ruffalo is talking about Infinity War and he says, yeah, everybody dies. And he, he sort of does it as like a joke. But now we mm -hmm. all know that's kind of what happens. Yeah. And then he goes, well, not everybody. And then he, he turns to Don Cheadle and says, am I in trouble? And Don Cheadle goes, yeah, kind of. <laughs> pretty great this is the best i would be so bad at it too probably i wouldn't do interviews i would just sit there like this mm, mm, mm. Mm, mm. and there are definitely actors that do that i feel like don Cheadle engages normally because he's good at it that's yeah, why really i can't wait it. to see this movie i love i've always loved don Cheadle. he's so good me too me too he's one of my favorites uh one of my favorite actors i really like him um on, on all kinds of stuff for many many years but uh and him, that's, I loved it when he stepped in as War Machine. I think I would have had a harder time with an actor change if, like, if it, it wasn't, wasn't Don Cheadle. Yeah. <laughs> I think you can probably go back to the podcast and I'm like, yeah, but it's Don Cheadle. <laughs> and <laughs> he's also very funny. Like, his mm -hmm. comic timing, like, he could have been a comedian. Like, I'm happy he's an actor. But what he brings to, you know, the the movies is that perfect comedic timing. And he does it in interviews. He, he like, throws down with Kevin Hart. I love it. Yeah, absolutely. He's so talented. There was some TV show he was on that I watched every episode of, and now I'm spacing on it. Um, but there was some TV show that he was the main character, but it was like a business show, but it was like kind of a dramedy sort of I thing. I know what you mean, and I can't think really of it either. Yes, yeah, House of Lies. Okay. That's what was I'm that HBO of. or Showtime? Uh, I am. I think I want to say Showtime. I'm not 100% sure. Um, but yeah, it's really, really good. Showtime. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I, I think like that, that like solidified him in my mind. And I don't think that show ever got an ending. So I was like always like really bummed. Uh, so Michael Gandolfini was recently announced for uh, Born Again. He's going to be in Daredevil Born Again in an unnamed role. Uh, there's apparently reports saying that he's going to be in more than that. He's going to be in a lot uh, like a lot of future MCU projects. He's James Gandolfini's son. He played Tony Soprano in a in the prequel movie. And then I looked in his, his other major credit is another like mobster type character. <laughs> oh, he was just in uh, the gray man with uh, Chris Evans and Ryan Gosling. Okay. I don't know who he was in there, but I'll have to look. I, Cause I can't picture him in my head. Let me look. Oh, okay. And it didn't say any, nothing about who it was possibly going to be. No, we don't know, hmm. but it's a, apparently a daredevil born again. So like, He's someone that would be in Daredevil Born Again, and but a big enough character that he might be in other things as well. So nice, uh, nice, yeah. I approve. Uh, I don't know. Let us know if you have any theories, guys. I've never seen him in anything, so uh, I've seen him in trailers for that Sopranos 
prequel. And that's yeah, it. I didn't watch the movie. Yeah, I mean, or was it a it was a series? I think it was a movie. Okay. Which man, it's so cool that the I I, I realize that it's it's now known as like the Marvel thing. Just the deep continuity thing is crossing over into so many realms. Like you know. When I was growing up, it was Star Trek. Like, that was the thing. Star Wars as well, but Star Wars was, like, a lot less of it. There's just a few movies, and then there were a few more movies, and then, you know, you got all these series now. But, like, uh, growing up, it was like, I watched Star Trek every week, and it was that that deep connectivity. I talk about on literally the first episode of this podcast. That's, like, one of the reasons I love Marvel, (laughs) because I grew up on Star Trek, and I grew up on deep continuity. But, like, it's just everywhere now. You can mm-hmm. get like a movie, a prequel movie shows up for The Sopranos 10 years later. And it's like, it's just so neat. It's just so neat. I love it. Have you heard about the Yellowstone universe? So I don't have Paramount Plus, but everybody is telling me to watch this show. Um, and I would love to, but what did they, is that the show like with Kevin Costner? Yes. I don't find myself interested in it at all. Mm-hmm. I haven't been interested at all. I've watched a few, I've seen a few scenes here and there. My mom loves Yellowstone. Uh, but that's the thing is it's apparently like one of the most popular shows on television that no one talks about because <laughs> it's, it's this, uh, it's like an actual water cooler show. Like it's people, boomers like it. So like, it's a very popular show among like older folks. And so it gets like the highest ratings on Nielsen, but like who follows Nielsen anymore, you know, like it's a very strange thing, Uh, but it's like no conversation on Twitter. All this stuff is just like, it's very strange. I was in a bar and I was talking to this guy. I was like, yeah, I I hear a lot about Yellowstone, but it just seems like not my thing. And he's like, Oh, it's pretty good. It's an old guy. (laughs) It's so funny. uh, Yeah. Um, but, But, but it's apparently a huge show. But they're doing, they've already started a show called like 1823 that's like about the founding of the town. And oh, it's is like Helen Mirren in that? Oh, I don't know. Because that's Maybe. some star power. Bring it. So they're, they're going to do like a generational thing. That's yeah, cool. they're doing like a generational. It's similar to what they did with uh, Game of Thrones and House of the Dragon, where they're mm-hmm. like going back and telling the story of this cowboy's family and how he started, how they started in the town or whatever. That's fun. Apparently, they're doing a third spinoff now too, and so there's just like a whole universe building of Yellowstone. Like God, these cash grabs. I mean, I appreciate. It sounds fun, but they're like, get it while it's hot, boys. You know, right? <laughs> it feels like they're taking some of the cooler elements of what we like in our, our TV, the sort of crossover mm-hmm. nature and the, um, the, the deeper continuity and placing it over uh, some of the shows that they, they're the, the scripted shows that they're doing now. Cause it feels like, I mean, NCIS and all those things have been doing it for years too, Yeah, but those don't feel like they're as um, serial, uh, serialized as something like this. Yeah. That's cool. It is cool. As long as they put the time into it and do it right. <laughs> the way that Marvel does, you know? Yeah. I thought they did with House of the Dragon. I loved it. Oh, yeah. Me too. Uh, well, it seems like this show, I, I don't know if it's going to be up my alley, but I'll, maybe I'll watch it one day since it's, <laughs> yeah. it's like the biggest show in the world right now. Crazy. <laughs> we should start a podcast where it's just like trying to understand why people like Yellowstone. Like, let's just do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I'll have to. We have to watch it first. Who has the Paramount Plus? Give me your password. <laughs> I got it. I got it. That's where Star Trek lives. Oh, Okay. Mm-hmm. We, we were talking before the show. You wanted to talk about a little bit about this. Uh, there was a news reports going around this week that uh, Tarantino said that current Marvel movies don't make stars uh, because the character is the star, which is this is something that's not the first time anyone's heard this. Uh, people have said this for years that like 
I mean, and we've seen it like with um, Robert Downey Jr. went and made some other movies after he was Iron Man, and those movies did not do very well because it's like <laughs> we love him as Tony Stark, but Tony Stark is what we're there to see, not necessarily. I mean, it's it's an interesting it's an interesting concept. But you were you, you were you were kind of taken aback, right? Well, not taken aback because I heard the real thing before you know before yeah. the so it was on the Two Bears One Cave podcast first of all and he's being interviewed by tom segura and it was a really good interview it was really laid back and the way he said it first of all he's tarantino so he has he he talks kind of like me we're jumping all over the place like you can tell that his mind's moving <laughs> five minutes ahead of what's coming out of his mouth <laughs> i've never made that connection but you do listen kind of talk to like, oh my god especially on the horror ones yeah i'm listening to him more on podcasts i'm like oh shit but <laughs> <laughs> that's very funny. I totally see you as a Tarantino now. So the way he was explaining it, it, it honestly wasn't as bad as the article made it sound. Cause he was just saying like the stars are Captain America and Thorne. Mm -hmm. And I, I like, and I get it. And he's like, I don't not like these movies. He said, I don't watch them. I would have loved them 20 years ago, but that's not the kind of film I'm into. He's watching, you know, old Italian movies. Like, it's just not his thing. And that's okay. Marvel yeah, doesn't have sure. to be everybody's thing. And you don't, you know, as a community, we shouldn't jump on people for that. But I think that the words were really taken out of context. And if you go listen to it and see how lackadaisical it was, and it was like literally a three minute part of a almost hour and 20 minute amazing podcast um right. i don't know i just think that nitpick like being able to even write an article that long about something that small and just set people off it was just you know i am biased because he's my favorite director and i know that you know i might get some heat for sticking up for him because as you said you know nobody's perfect and we need to stop trying to put people up on pedestals and and say that everybody should be absolutely perfect because nobody's perfect he has his problems sure. he has his past but as a creator and as somebody who you know, makes film, I think his are top notch. And, you know, I think that he gets to be allowed to have an opinion on film. Yeah. I, I completely Just like agree everybody with you. else. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree with you. And like, it really is. It's just, he's, he's, I heard the podcast too, or I heard a clip, I heard that clip from it and it was not, he was not like attacking Marvel movies. He's just like, it's just a different kind of thing. I understand why people are upset because the phrase, those people aren't movie stars feels really gatekeepy. Yeah, I guess, is like, but like, I don't like, think he I, meant it about like they're not. It's like we're going to the movie to see Captain America. Chris Evans right. was amazing, but you know a lot of other people were up for that role. We don't know what anybody else would have been like for that role, but guess what? We're showing up to see it no matter what because it's Captain America. Robert Downey Jr. had a very good career before he was, you know, and Scarlett Johansson did too. So it's different, but like, well, with Robert Downey Jr., it's kind of weird because like he didn't right before you know like no, no one well, would, right no before one he was bad but he was already at right. what i would call an established star 100 percent. yeah and chris evans was too not 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 as not big, the same level as like scarlet and like don Cheadle. um but it did create like chris hemsworth and tom hiddleston's career and mm -hmm. they're huge stars now but i also think he's talking about stars when he's me saying like stars he's talking about like clark you know, Gable, Oscar Wilde, like he's talking about old right. Hollywood stars and that kind of fame. He's not talking about Oscar or what we what we're talking about today. And I think that's where the disconnect comes with what he means, because stars back in like the 50s and the 40s and the 60s, like, you, you know, Judy Garland and all these people, these were star stars. 
So they're gonna, they could get there now and they did create them. But at this point, I mean, I would, Chris Hemsworth is absolutely one of my favorite actors, but is he like on the same level as Judy Garland? You know what I mean? In Tarantino's yeah. head? No. Well, not in Tarantino's head. I think that's what that, I mean. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. But I think that's the thing is like, I understand why people think that sounds gatekeepy because it's just like, he's not a movie star like the people I think are movie stars. You know what I mean? Like, that's what he's saying, yeah. which is fine, but it is like, it is still like a, a thing uh, that is different. Like, this, it's, he's romanticizing the past, which is like kind of what he does. Like, that's exactly, what all his yeah. movies are. Like, yeah. that's who he is as a person. And like, so I don't, I don't blame him, um, but I don't, I don't know that um, you can even like compare exactly like we 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 have tons of uh you know romanticization of the pa- of those particular uh mm-hmm. like you said Clark Gable and Judy Garland and like part of it is the distance and the nostalgia around them not necessarily like that they were better or they were this or that it's just like there's all this nostalgia built up um so yeah it's 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 an interesting conversation though and also like these days there's just so much more content those days yeah. it's like you 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 had a few movies that would break through and be like the movies of the year, and we still have that to some degree. But it's like there's just content everywhere all the time. Everybody has their own like bif- like bifurcated, trifurcated, quadfurcated like style that they're they're specifically into. So like the person thing, the person that you think of as the big star, n- other people might not know who they are anymore. You know what I mean? Right. It's like back right. in the day, the studio system, it was just like one person gets pushed out to the masses and that is the star. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, yeah. Thing. And it's just, it also, you know, it's kind of from what we do it as, you know, it's not fun to feel like you can't do a podcast and then have an opinion on something and then not like get be like, you're not allowed to say that. Cause nobody yeah. likes it when you say like Martin Squirt, like who cares? Of course these guys are, are it's, it, little bit of jealousy i'm sure but they also see film in a completely different way and you know of course they're going to say these things i wouldn't expect yeah. anything different from them but it doesn't sure. do anything it doesn't hurt anybody you know you're just like okay yeah. you have an opinion and it i agree with it i don't agree but it doesn't you know and i know that's a little broad to be like let people have their opinions and but if it's something small we just all have to learn to be like okay that's their opinion yeah for sure for sure. I agree with you. I agree with you. I do think that like it was over. It was way overblown is what is really what you're saying is just it's way overblown. I think there's like there's merit to having the discussion. And I'm basically saying yeah. like I, d- I would disagree with him to some degree, but I see like I see his point. But like, yeah, there's merit to the discussion. And it's like, do you want these people to not have these discussions anymore? Like, does Marvel become a topic that nobody wants to discuss because they're terrified that they're going to say one thing wrong and then you know, articles are going to be made about them. It's like, right. You know, that's not cool. And I want to hear people's thoughts on it, you know? Right. And you can't do that because Marvel is the biggest force in movies and kind of to the point of like, they run the movie theaters and they decide what, how long things are in theaters and stuff. They're like, (laughs) really, they're in charge in, in, in some ways that like, if you read some articles about it, like some ways it's kind of toxic because like indie films have a hard time getting in theaters because Marvel's going to take, you know, this huge chunk of weeks and say, you can't run our movie unless you run it in half of your theaters. And then it, it, it can turn into a bit of a toxic thing but if they're also the biggest force so you can't not talk about them yeah and then and i'm a little biased because not biased i'm a hypocrite because i'm mad at james cameron for putting avatar back in to take uh what's it called 
the Marvel movies out. I know it's not the same well, that's thing, different. but that's different. That's not the same thing. That's not a conversation. That's like him being petty about yeah. wanting, cause there was no reason to re-release Avatar at that no, moment. No, like you have the new, I mean, I guess it's been a while since the new one, but now I have like a bit of a like at the new one. Cause I'm like, I'm not giving oh, yeah. you my money. I'm going to find a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm absolutely sure he's going to drop uh, another re-showing of Avatar in theaters right before Way of Water comes out. Like I, I, I have no doubt that it's going to be out like those months or a month prior or whatever. That's okay. We'll beat them. We'll totally beat them. <laughs> if they bring like the, the X-Men in at the end of phase five for secret wars. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Could you even imagine? Can you imagine what the numbers would be if that's what the end of phase five is? I don't think it's going to be or the fantastic four. Like, Oh my God. I don't know. Because like, I hear you, but at the same time, like it's too soon. It depends on how good it is. As I think the, the, what I was, what I would say, because like, I don't know that it could get any bigger than Endgame. I know. Like, for for Marvel fans, like you can't. I'm not saying you can't do it again. I know you what could you do mean. Endgame again, but like you're already. I think everyone that loves the X Men movies and would want to see them bring them into the MCU was already there for Endgame. So it's hard to go bigger than that, right? Unless it's so good, just like Endgame was. Though that's the thing. The reason, it, one of the reasons. These movies do well. It's not just that everyone goes see them, but like every Marvel fan wants to see them six times, and so you see, you know, you get all that multiplication and those weeks after weeks after weeks, it's staying in the top. Um, and I don't know that uh, X Men crossover would do any better than a than like Endgame did, even if yeah. it's amazing and we all go see it six or seven times, like we did for Endgame. Mm-hmm. It's like kind of. I think it's going to hit around the same level. I don't know. As long as it beats Avatar, I don't care. <laughs> It also just depends on who they bring in. Like they have definitely hit on some different elements with some of the characters they're bringing in. Mm-hmm. I mean, even just different demographics uh, with with Miss Marvel and um, with with Namor, <laughs> like uh, with with Black Panther, who was in Infinity War, but like an in game, but barely. Mm-hmm. Um, if, if they made a movie with some of those characters really crossing over and being there, I think you could get a much bigger return. On yeah, that they movie. have to put in the work. They can't just go right yeah. to another end game. We have to we have to get there. But I'm along. I'm on the train. Me too. It's just over the next four or five years, who are they going to bring into the universe? Who are they going to make us care as much as we cared for Steve and Tony? You know what I mean? Oh, like they're replaceable. They're irreplaceable. <laughs> I love a lot of these characters. I'm in for the ride. I mean, like Shang Chi. Not only did that was that a different demographic, but it also like a different style of movie. Mm-hmm. Like doing like a kung fu movie, and that being an element. Like if they did a really amazing kung fu scene in the middle of Secret Wars, where you're just like yes, mind blown. Bring it all together. Yeah, yeah, and mix the kung fu elements with all the superpowers of the other Avengers, like. I would love to see it. Mm-hmm. I'm just glad Dr. Strange is like Dr. Strange is somebody I can latch on to and be like, I love you. You're still here. You know, Thor's <laughs> kind of still here, but I love Dr. Strange. So keep it up, Benedict. Yeah. But, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. got to bring him back. Don't send him off to a dimension, with which I know not where. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, oh, yeah, I was just thinking like with Wakanda and Black Panther. It, yeah, I think I think Black Panther could have been that person. Mm-hmm. You know, Chadwick Boseman passed away and it's like. Now it's sort of like building Shuri back up. I love Shuri, but yeah. like building her back up as the person we're thinking in our minds as the new Black Panther is going to be going to take uh, some it's time. Gonna be a process. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Or after these ads, we have no control over. 
And we're back. And we're back. <laughs> so how you been doing, Ashley? <laughs> good. I'm good. You know, Mondays, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, I love your, my Mondays. Day. Yeah. I know, but I am not <laughs> off today. I've been busy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Me too. Me too. We're, we're doing a lot of stuff. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff in the works behind the scenes of the podcast. You may notice the... Uh, the format was a little different tonight. We tried to get into the content a little faster, um, but that's all part of kind of some changes we're trying to make around here and do some different things. Uh, but we still want to be like the loose and conversational podcast. We always are, but we also want like new listeners to not be thrown off. So thanks for, thanks for joining us. We're experimenting a little bit. Uh, <laughs> we're excited to do it. The last bit here, we're going to just gonna go over some of these feedbacks. We got some feedbacks that are, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 trailer inspired and Quantumania trailer inspired and just some random feedback. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. All right. Up first, we got Paolo Baker says, hey, gang, uh, Paolo Baker here. First time sending feedback to you guys. First off, you guys rock. I just discovered your podcast a few months ago and have been slowly devouring your back catalog. Man, whoo. <laughs> uh, super pumped for Guardians 3. Uh, it's been too long since we were able to focus on these characters. Uh, on my second viewing of the teaser trailer, I paused the frame of the hero shot of the roster walking toward the camera. James Gunn tends to do hero shots this way with slow motion team walking towards battle. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm referring to the second hero shot in the trailer. The first one I don't think really counts as it's missing Gamora, and Quill is being carried in it, uh, although Cosmo and Kraglin are included in it. Uh, in the final hero shot, it looks like there's a larger gap between Quill and Drax, hmm. more so than the space between the other characters. Uh, my theory is that Adam Warlock was edited out of the frame, ooh, and is with the Guardians in the gap. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, totally. Um, Adam Warlock will be in the lineup for this big moment. Uh, Marvel has proven to edit out characters in trailers before, in-game, No Way Home, to heighten our suspense. It's noteworthy uh, that we first glimpse Will Poulter um, only seconds before as he beats down Nebula. Uh, So we now identify him as a villain, making it a double misdirect, if my theory is correct. Anyway... Uh, thanks for all you do, and happy holidays, Paolo. Thank you, Paolo. Thanks, Paolo. But I, I think that is a pretty dang good theory. Did James Gunn say that they were introducing a new character in Guardians, or did I make that up? They, he said they were introducing a new character in the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special, I thought. Oh, and that would have been the dog? Yeah, I think that's okay. probably the dog. That makes sense. He's been there before, but... Uh, I don't think we got anybody else in the Guardians of the Galaxy special. Kevin Bacon. Yes, yeah, true. <laughs> Maybe that was it. It was Kevin Bacon. We made that joke on a lot of podcasts ago that like that was going to be the character once we saw the trailer. But like, yeah, maybe it was because Cosmo, we did meet in the first Guardians for a second. Yeah. She didn't talk, though. Yeah. No, no. She didn't have the talking collar or something. Is yet? that what it is? I don't know. So cute. I, yes. Yeah, so freaking cute. Yeah, I think that's a really good idea. Somebody else wrote in a really good theory that I wanted to mention. Uh, I believe it was Cody? Cody Horn. Um, we had talked a lot about on the podcast about what all those things were in the Guardians Galaxy 3 trailer. Like, what are they running on? It looks almost like brain matter or something. I kept calling it. But it looks like some sort of fleshy surface they're yeah. running on. And it has some, like, 
stalks sticking out of it that look like hair. So we're thinking they're either shrunk down or they're on a giant creature of some sort. Hmm. And uh, I don't know which for sure, but Cody wrote me uh, after the podcast and said, um, huge fan of the pod, uh, but food for thought. Uh, my mind, in my mind, it was obvious when they're running on the hair follicle planet, <laughs> it's black follicles. Um, so it's obvious they're on rocket trying to heal his wound and find weird stuff in there. Love your pod. Keep up the fantastic work. Hmm. What do you think of that? I, I think it's possible. Yeah. I liked the theory a lot. Yeah. I can't think about rocket getting hurt that much because it makes me very upset. So I have I'm going to have a hard time with this movie, but that better be it. And that better yep. be them healing him because obviously something happens and I'm not, I am not there for it. I'm not ready for it. And I'm going to mm-hmm. find James Gunn and I'm going to, put my finger in his face and go, how dare you? <laughs> well, and the, the really strong part of that theory is you see them in those little spacesuits jumping and yeah. the only one that is not there is Rocket. Mm, that's um, a good point. There's like five characters jumping off the thing and you can kind of tell who all of them are, but Rocket's not involved. So mm. if Rocket gets hurt, it makes a lot of sense that like maybe he's shrunk down and there's like, it kind of looks like what it would look like, like on the fur. surface of Rocket maybe. Well, there's fur, but there's Metal. also like, you know, he he has all that damage on his back and stuff. Like, mm-hmm. you can kind of see how that might look kind of fleshy and weird. Ugh. Ugh. Mm. <laughs> you, you'd be proud. I don't know if you heard the episode, but you'd be proud. Karen was here, so she was here to represent your, like, don't hurt the animals. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's, in the, she's the same way uh, about just getting animals well, hurt. Well, specific, like, Rocket's, like, my favorite. He's one of my yeah, favorite true. characters in the entire MCU. I just can't handle it. <laughs> yeah, what are you talking about? The only Philly character from Marvel. He's definitely from Philly, right? <laughs> I, if, I mean, if Bradley Cooper is. We'll find out. <laughs> Philly through the way through way of this animal planet, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> we saw him as a little cute raccoon, so he might be from here. We're going to find out. Oh, my God. I'm so sad. Rocket's origin story. I'm not going to be able to take it. It just looks really, really sad. They got sad. his little otter girlfriend. What is it? Lila or? Lila, yeah. Oh. <laughs> And I love an otter. Like, otters are so cute. Mm-hmm. Man, when it hugs Rocket, when Lila hugs Rocket, and, like, you see her neck wrapped around him. It's his little girlfriend. So cute. It's so cute. Uh, okay. Up next, we got Joshua Rhodes says, Hey, anthropomorphic pandas. <laughs> Been listening since WandaVision, uh, but first time writing in. Matt and Karen were talking about the brains and eyes where oh the God, Guardians the were <laughs> on the frame-by-frame frame trailer watch. Uh, is it possible that someplace inside of nowhere, it's my understanding that their home base is inside a Celestial's head? Uh, could I be wrong? Uh, thankful for you guys and the podcast. Josh. That is, that is the other theory that I've been hearing, is that uh, they might be jumping around on nowhere. Hmm. I don't know. He looked like he had more of a metal head, but I didn't get up close. <laughs> I don't think we really see the head. We do see some sort of ring that looks like almost like an eye socket. Like I thought it was an eye socket the first time I saw it. And then, but it looks like they're coming out of it in another shot. Mm-hmm. Like it's a, some sort of portal inside of a whatever. Well, isn't nowhere just a floating celestial head? Yeah. Uh. So like that could be them running across the brain matter, but there's like, uh, there's hair sticking out of it. So I don't think yeah. it's like, I've heard people conjecturing that it was brain matter from the celestial but i i, I think yeah. the hair makes that theory not good but yeah. it could be it could it absolutely could be. be nowhere somewhere somewhere on nowhere <laughs> thanks josh 
Um, so, so those are the two things. I, I think I'm liking the shrunk down theory because like, mm-hmm. it just feels James Gunn to me, I guess. Yeah. Like, it feels like a things James Gunn would do. <laughs> Up next, we have Sean Fall. And this is about Ant-Man Quantumania. Uh, it says, hello, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> <laughs> Best podcast out there. Uh, I love all of the content you put out. It's amazing. Uh, I might be imagining this, but it felt like the two pop classics yes in the meantime is a pop classic in the meantime it's the song in the trailer right for the quantum mania and volume three trailers were slowed down just enough to have a dark eerie quality to them is this overarching theme for phase five within each story there will be a backdrop of unstoppable impending doom uh seems to make sense with kang Anyway, keep up the good work. You make the week so much better. That is so sweet. Uh, <laughs> Sean from Huntsville, Alabama, <laughs> the largest city in Alabama. <laughs> he's, he's is that true? Us. Uh, he, they just passed Birmingham. Oh. So I don't know if he's meaning to <laughs> troll us, but I, I feel like that's a troll. Um, they just got bigger than Birmingham in, inside of their like uh, metro area is now larger population-wise than that's Birmingham. because yeah, More traffic. <laughs> yeah no no good the worst you guys are the worst up there with all your traffic yeah, we could start like <laughs> pointing at you guys and saying how how terrible it is up there because it's so big and whatever <laughs> no that's cool <laughs> well sean you're cl- you're so close you're so close so quantum mania i didn't notice this it was slowed down but maybe and if it is that makes uh, definitely the idea of impending doom for this phase seems appropriate yeah. <laughs> i feel like that's kind of been the theme for a little while now. <laughs> well, like, I feel like it was all trauma. It, it kind of sucks because it's going from phase four of trauma and now phase five impending doom. Impending doom. <laughs> I love it. Let's I get know dark. You do. <laughs> oh, man. Well, thanks, Sean. Uh, yeah, I think that's a, that's a good call. I have, to, I have to check out the song and see if it sounds slower. Um, <laughs> Up, up next, we got MGC on Gmail uh, says, hey, guys, uh, I don't know who is here, but whoever is, hello. It's <laughs> an effective way to do it there. Mm-hmm. Here is my little theory about how Secret Wars is going to go. So sit back and enjoy. Number one, Scarlet Witch is going to show up and most definitely either beat the crap out of some Kangs or kill some Kangs. She is not dead because girl needs a break. And what are rocks going to do to a whole ass cosmic entity? (laughs) Exactly. She's just taking a nap. (laughs) That's great. I like that a lot. Uh, Number two, the Avengers are going to have to kill the Kangs. And I don't think the ending is going to play out like the comics. So I think these are a few of possible outcomes. They are going to go on another time heist by stealing Kang's machine, but they are going to go to the future, not the past, to get weapons like Kang has. It's interesting. Hmm. I could totally see Ant-Man being like, time heist? And they're like, we already did that. (laughs) It worked. It's a different thing. It's a different time heist. (laughs) I could could see them like hanging a a lampshade on that. Now they are going to the future. Back to the yeah. future. <laughs> back, back to the future. Um, there is uh, another option is he says they are going to go to eternity and wish away all the Kangs or go to the living tribunal to get him to stop Kang uh, for murdering others across the multiverse. 
Hmm. Hmm. They are showing those for a reason, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I don't think that the Eternity thing would be good. Because we just I think, did that. Well, right? we just did it, and it's just an easy solution that you, if, if you can do it every time, like it's a bad, it's a, it's a bad thing to keep doing in a yeah. story. Like, let's just wish this didn't happen. Like, you can't <laughs> do that every time. Um, but the Living Tribunal thing is interesting because I could kind of see it leading into Secret Wars. Like, they go to the Living Tribunal, they're like, you have to fix this. This isn't how the, you know, like Kang is taking over the entire timeline. This isn't the natural order of things. Please fix this living tribunal. And then they're like, all right, we'll collapse it down into one universe again. But to do that, you're going to have to fight it out in, in battle world or whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Something mm-hmm. like that. That'd be cool. Maybe battle world or like secret and secret wars is like the re- direct result of like whatever the living tribunal decides. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I can see that. Um, and then he goes on, uh, number three, they're going to kill off 616 Thor as the first <gasps> victim because Chris is done acting. They all say that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he just scared the shit out of himself doing that limitless thing. He's scared because he found out some information about his future from doing that thing. He's like, whoa, I got it. If it was something like he could get, you know, his chances for Alzheimer's are higher than your average oh. person. So, yeah, he's going to take a minute to spend a lot of more time with his family after his last um, contracted things. And I get it. That would scare me, too. Yeah, that's super scary. That's the whole thing like was about he did this whole episode about like death and looking, figuring out what that means mentally and like acceptance and stuff. It was a heavy episode. I bet. I've only seen the first two episodes and they, I really liked the first one and the second one was a little less interesting to me, but like, I keep meaning to go back because I did like with the, I liked, liked the first one a lot. Yeah. Um, that sounds heavy as it was, crap, especially with that result, with that ending, <laughs> him finding something like that out. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, going back to this, uh, they are going to kill off 616 Thor and the fir- as the first victim because Chris is done acting. Personally, I think Chris's brother is going to f- play thor from another universe he's just signed on to be the new witcher so i don't know about that oh really mm-hmm. which brother uh <laughs> there's liam and wh- there's liam the, liam one, right yeah okay. it's not gonna be luke sorry luke <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't know them well enough um cool so yeah, I like I like all those thoughts, man. Yeah. So Ashley, hmm. anything anything on the docket this week? What do you got going on? For I don't know. Life. Life? <laughs> no, you know. About to be, you know, the holiday rush. We have a holiday season of horror specials coming out on Bill and Ashley's Terror Theater. We just did our first episode coming out next Monday and it's on Black Christmas, so definitely Wait, look for that. Which Black Christmas? 1974. I watched the 2006 one yesterday. Oh, God. Human cookies? <laughs> yes, human cookies. <laughs> that one's terrible. Watch the 1974 one. <laughs> it's a loose remake. Yeah, Karen, who was on the cast last week for the Guardians Breakdown, um, she's doing a horror advent calendar where she like watches a different horror-themed Christmas movie every day of Christmas, or like for the 25 mm-hmm. days of December. Um, 
up until Christmas. And so uh, that was the next on her list. And so we watched that yesterday and it was gross. Yeah. No, the original's much better. You horror fans are sick people. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that one was right around the time where like they call, uh, you know, like horror, you know, gore porn, whatever they called it, like the saws and the hostels and the stuff like that. So that was like ding. the original Black Christmas is nothing like that. The original Black Christmas actually started the slasher movie, as they like to say, because it was the first one of the first POV films. Oh. So Halloween was the one that really kind of blew it up. But this would have been like the precursor to what the modern slasher is today. Interesting. Oh, yeah, interesting. it's pretty cool. That is really, really cool. Um, but that's about it. We're, cool. are, are we, we're recording um, the original 1984 Willow today Ooh. for uh, Superhero Ethics with um, Mark Arcusha from the Caster Die podcast. And Katie's going to join us, Katie Brennan. That's awesome. That you've heard for the She-Hulk when we were in Atlanta. So that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's awesome. It. Look for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, definitely, definitely. Um, okay, well, uh, yeah, we'll be back soon, guys, with uh, with more. We got we got another feedback episode coming this week, and uh, we're we're going to be trying to do some more like sort of evergreen content about all of the like just overall MCU stuff. We've been talking about it forever, and we're going to get to it now that we got a little break. We are going to get to it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we'll, we'll be doing that real soon. Um, I did want to read as our last thing a five star review from. Uh, from iTunes. So if you, if you hit us up, give us a five-star review on iTunes, we're going to try to read one every episode. So do that. Woo! This one's from JB216. He says, love these nerds. Five stars. I love this podcast <laughs> and its hosts, especially Ashley. <laughs> hey. Hey, boy. Or girl. <laughs> JB, who, who knows? Like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> or whatever, you know, yeah. might not just be boy or girl. Or whatever. Yes, anything. Makes you feel most comfortable. Yeah. Uh, they have... <laughs> They have great. You really went deep on that one. <laughs> well, you, you listen. You gotta be respectful now. You can't just say no, that I'm shit. I'm with you. I'm 100 percent with you. It's just funny. <laughs> and that, I'm, like, I'm learning and growing. You know, yeah, it's hard. Like it's it. not that like it's it. hard. It's just it always sounds a little fumbly. <laughs> <laughs> it does. It does indeed. Um, all right. Yeah, they say they always have great discussion going, and I love hearing the feedback from the community as well. I also started listening to Source Pages and Animation Deliberation because of this podcast. Great additions to my nerdy podcasts. Can't wait to keep listening as there is so much Marvel content coming this year. Woo! Thank you, JB216. You You rock. More like that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. More that that call out Ashley specifically. (laughs) No, please. No, not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right guys we love you very much thank you for hanging out we'll be back soon with more mcu cast peace until next time true believers thank you for joining us for the marvel cinematic universe podcast available everywhere you get podcasts and now a video version streaming live on twitch.tv slash stranded panda tv and available at youtube.com slash stranded panda and if you'd like to learn more about all of our other podcasts geeky projects and ways to support the network visit strandedpanda.com.